up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Porn and the Gospel. Uh, I am your host, Spencer Sutton, and I'm glad you're here. So this is episode three, and we're going to dive right in. So I want to say that uh, I'm going to be approaching each of these episodes as if I'm talking to followers of Christ. These are men, followers of Christ who are stuck in, um, and, and they're stuck in what I call the circle of insanity. And so we will, uh, we'll have a different episode where we will like walk through what is the circle of insanity, but essentially it's this idea, um, that guys are, uh, they just keep coming back to this pit of porn, even though, even though they don't want to, even though they feel so much shame, so much gu uh, guilt, so much disconnection from God, anytime they act out. Uh, and I get that, like I 100% get that. Um, but for some reason, we just stay trapped in this circle of insanity. And it's insanity because it's the things that we don't want to do. We keep doing it. Like, and, and at the end of it, we're, we're asking ourselves, why did I do that again? Like, well, what is going on with me? So, but before we get there, I want to, I want to, you know, really take us back to this uh, frame of a village in a remote uh, area of the world. Now you could imagine anywhere in the world that is uh, very, very remote. Let's just, I want to take us back. Let's just say um, into uh, the continent of Africa. Uh, one of the, my favorite places to travel back in the day was South Sudan. We had a lot of friends in South Sudan uh, in this area called Mundri. And we would use Mundri to then launch out into very remote villages, sometimes walking long distances, sometimes in the back of a, of a land cruiser, we would uh, go through very, very rough terrain. And we would go and uh, do village assessments. We would look at these um, villages and see what was going on. Like, did they really need water? And what we would find there a lot of times was just, I mean, just um, horrible, horrible living conditions. Uh, I took my mom one time, I took my whole family to South Sudan one time and was out in a village uh, with my mom. And I remember pulling up and all the men were sitting under the mango tree and the women were gone getting water and they had been gone for hours. It was probably midday or mid morning and they were still gone. And, and it just, it just blew my mind that, that this is how people live. They were going to get water and the water that they were getting was not clean water. It was in the middle of dry season. So they were having to walk a long way to get dirty water. So what was the result of this way of life? The, and, and the amazing thing was this was going on for generations. Well, the result was poverty and sickness and death, right? The, the result was their community had no understanding of sanitation and hygiene. They were always struggling. There were always children, kids who were sick. So this wasn't just affecting adults. This was affecting the kids in really um, horrible, horrible ways. 
And as I thought about it, and I've mentioned this in a previous episode, I was really no different inwardly, right? So the biggest difference for me, so it was easy for me to go there with my mom and go, this is unbelievable. This is amazing. It was the, the harder thing was to look at my own life. Like the difference was I was able to hide my condition. In these communities, there's no way to hide the condition that they're living in. So I was able to hide it from my church. I was able to hide it from my wife. I was able to hide it from uh, people who I would consider accountability partners. And so what was the result? What was the result? What's the result in your life? Like, think about this. I was talking with a, a gentleman yesterday, last night, actually, and we were talking about it and he called his struggle with pornography, his pet sin. And what did he mean by pet sin? Well, what he meant by pet sin, it was, it was something he kept over in a corner away from everybody else that nobody could see. So it was just like, Hey, this is my thing over here and I'm going to keep it safe and I'm going to cherish it. I'm going to hide it away from everybody else. Man, that's the way we, that's the way we get. So what's the result? Well, shame, anxiety, we don't have any kind of peace. And what's also interesting is like the friendships that we have are usually in, in when we're struggling like this, they're usually very surface type friendships because we, we don't trust somebody enough to share what's really going on. And so in the back of our mind, subconsciously, we're thinking, well, they like me for who they think I am. And because I could never share the truth of my life, they could never, they could never really accept me. And so our friendships don't go very deep. So today, what I want to do is I want to talk about this idea of truth, right? I want to talk about this idea of truth and immediately our minds are going to go to the truth of God's word, the truth of the gospel. And that is ultimate truth. That is ultimate truth. And we're going to look at uh, Psalm 139 here in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about another type of truth, and that is just the truth of your current condition. You know, for, for so long, we've, we've hidden and we've lied that sometimes we don't even know what truth is anymore. Like it becomes a way of life for us. And it all starts with, I mean, I was thinking back to, to Satan in the garden when he asked Adam and Eve in, in Genesis 3, he said, did God really say this? And so we believe lies. Like men, we have to understand we believe lies all of the time. And, it's, and the proof is that we're struggling with pornography and we're stuck in this circle of insanity. And we find ourselves in this pit over and over and over again. And I mean, nobody likes to experience massive amounts of shame, but like Adam and Eve, we run and hide from God, right? And so we lie to ourselves and we lie to other people. And so think about this, there are lies of commission. These are the lies that we're actively telling. And then there's lies of omission. These are things that we should say that we're not saying. And so we believe, we've convinced ourselves, we believe that if, as long as my accountability partner is not asking me if I've fallen, then I don't have to tell them. We think that that's not lying, but it is. It's a lie of omission. We think that if our wife isn't asking 
about our purity, our sexual purity, then I don't have to tell her a lie. And so we, we pat ourselves on the back. Well, I hadn't lied to my wife. You know, I remember, goodness, this was probably back in 2001, 2002, 2000. I can't remember exactly when it was, but I do remember summoning the courage to talk to Allison about this. I've, I've, I had finally summoned the courage and it's just terrifying, right? That's, that's the, that's what my mind was telling me, like, this is going to be horrible. This is going to go poorly, but, but I just felt like, man, God was leading me to talk to Allison about this. So I remember summoning the courage to talk to Allie about it. I remember where we were, uh, I, we were in bed and we were just having this conversation. I told her that this was a struggle of mine and she had a lot of questions, obviously. And it was a very tense conversation. And I, I mean, she, she received it well. I mean, she, there was grace on her part, but I remember after that going, man alive, that was rough and not ever wanting to have that conversation again. So did I continue to struggle? Yes. Did I continue to talk to Allison about it? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So I started telling stories in my head. I would blame other things. I would deflect the truth. And I was just reading John 18 and Jesus said that he came to testify to the truth. And we also know from John that he is the way, the truth and the life. But when he was saying this in John 18, he was talking to Pilate. And he said, I came to testify to the truth. And Pilate's answer is really interesting. He says, what is truth? And guys, I think we get there sometimes. I think we get in our mind, we're like, really, what is the truth? What does somebody really need to know? And we deflect. So going back to the village analogy, what we had to do was we, when we came into a community to do an assessment, we had to know the truth about what's going on. If we didn't know the truth about their current condition, there's no way we could help this community. We had no, no way we could address their greatest need. And so we had to do these assessments and find out what was really going on and become 100% clear about the truth, the facts, the facts. And so I would ask you, as you're listening to this, what is the truth about your current condition? What are the facts? What are the facts? So you may be tempted to say, well, I struggle with pornography once every couple of months. But when in reality, the truth is you struggle with it every single week. Our natural tendency is to, <laughs> is to minimize what's going on. It's to minimize. But to get well, to find freedom, we have to hold on to the truth. And so this leads us to a very important point, and that is, like, we, we're like Pilate. We, we're like, what is truth? I don't really know. We, let's, let's not deal with the truth. And then what Pilate did was he tried to wash his hands of the whole thing, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And so when you're thinking about your current condition, and, and guys listening, I mean, you could be in, I don't know what your situation is. You could be you could be, a, you could be watching porn every single day, and this could be impacting your life in other ways. Like you could be, um, 
You could be hiring prostitutes. You could be in the middle of, a, uh, of an affair. You could be having one night stands. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you could be doing that you need to get clear on. And so what's that, what is that, <clears throat> what that is going to require from you is going into the dark places of your life. Like you're going to have to crawl down into the pit and say, this is where I am. So think about, let's go back to the frame of the village. Before we drilled down and hit clean water, we had to dig deep in the darkness. We had to go into the dark. Like before the drill could go down there and bring the clean water up, life giving water to these communities, they had to, we had to drill down and it was difficult. And guess what? We met resistance all of the time sand, rock, mud, sometimes missing the mark, sometimes missing the aquifer. And if, I, if there's anything I know about guys, it's that a lot of time we just don't want to do the hard work. We don't want to get clear on where we currently are because it's too painful. I would have to admit weakness. I would have to admit weakness, but man, going down into the darkness, like before we could put a pump on a, a pump in the community and pump that clean water out, we had to deal with the darkness and you're the same way. Like your freedom is going to require you to do something that you've probably been avoiding. And that's just having a massive commitment to the facts and the truth about where you are. What is the truth about your current situation? Like, if you lie about this, how can you expect freedom? If you lie about where you are, how can you expect freedom? And that's what we do. When we pray, we pray, God, deliver me, deliver me, deliver me, and we don't do anything about it. We just expect him to free us in the middle of the night so that we don't have to do anything. We don't have to do hard work. So let's look at Psalm 139, uh, Psalm of David, as we, as we close up this thought for today. He says, David was struggling here. And he says, like, like listen to David wanting to hide from the truth. He wanted to hide from the light that God wanted to shine into his life. He says, where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? This is verse 7 through 12. If I ascend to the heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night. So get that. Like he's saying, surely the darkness will cover me. Like men have been trying to hide from the truth and from the light for thousands of years. And you are no different. So often we want to say, cover me in darkness so I can hide. But verse 12 says, but even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day for darkness is as light with you. 
So we want to hide. We want to crawl into the darkness. We want to have this pet sin and not tell anybody, not deal with the truth. But even in the dark places, God sees this. And he desires to shine light into these dark places. This is 1 John 1, 5 through 10. Go and read that. It's so powerful. Like if we say that we're walking in the light, but yet we're hiding in the darkness, we're lying to ourselves. That's <laughs> what it's essentially saying. God is light. God is truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, the man, we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us. It doesn't say you're perfect. It doesn't say you're never going to make mistakes, never going to sin, never going to fail. That's not true. But he says, if we're walking in the light, like if we, if we're honest and truthful with ourselves first, then man, so let's end the Psalm here. I think it's really important. Verses 23 and 24 say, David ends up saying, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So verse 24, he could essentially say this, see if there is any darkness in me and then lead me to the light. Like David ends up asking God to shine his light into the dark places. And we need this, guys. Like, I, I need this. I'm walking in freedom today, but I still am praying, God, open my eyes to truth, like truth, truth of my current condition. Truth of my current condition, truth of your word. Like, I need, to, I need God's word just like I need air to breathe, just like I need water to drink. So how could these communities that we were in get help? They could get help by submitting to the process of getting very clear about their current condition. So where do you need to get clear about your current condition? Where are you not telling the truth? Where are you blaming and hiding and pointing fingers at other things and making up stories and lies that you're believing? and hiding. Guys, we're so good at this, but freedom comes in the light. Freedom comes with dealing with your stuff in the night. Like we have to, again, go down into the pit and get very clear about where we are. So I, I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to take an honest assessment of where you are. You may want to take a journal and write it all out, it helps to write. It helps to see things on paper. It helps to get this out in front of you. So that's my encouragement to you. I'm going to try in this podcast to give action items, like things that you can do, things that you can do to get very, very clear about the path to freedom, accessing true and clean living water. All right. So, so that's, this is my suggestion for this podcast. And, um, so yeah, so that's it guys. I hope that you, uh, 
keep coming back. I'm going to have new episodes. I'm, you know, I'm really kind of thinking, well, am I going to do longer episodes? I think some of them, I think it's just going to be uh, mix and match. I'll probably come maybe at least once a week, maybe multiple times a week, um, have some longer thoughts, some shorter thoughts. But uh, ultimately, I want to point you to the source of all freedom, and that is the gospel. And it's Christ. Freedom is found in Christ, even from pornography. So, all right, guys, I hope you come back. Uh, subscribe if you haven't subscribed. If you want to give us a five star review, um, that would be great. It would help other men just like you find this podcast if you think it's um, if you think it's been been good for you. So, look forward to having you on the next episode.